Hello and welcome to Bible Marathon. We're all about learning how to read the Bible, about spiritual gifts and giving proper defense and explanation for what we believe as Christians. The goal is to progress with joy in the faith and without further ado, let's get into the word. Let's get into today. How are you guys doing? Hope you're excited because we are about to conclude our series this month. This month was not the love month. It was the month of these three. All right. It was a month of these three. And we've looked at so many things so far. We've looked at um, just a conversation about faith, hope, and love because it's always a good thing to start with the foundation of your faith. So we looked at faith, hope, and love, and we went ahead to discuss on um, another aspect of our, like another three, right? Another set of threes. Um, and we talked about the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. And it seemed like a deviation, but it was very necessary to understand how to recognize sinful tendencies, how to recognize temptation, and what to do to be victorious over temptation. I think that was really a good classic to go back and listen to. We talked about the spirit, the water, and the blood. And I think that was just an exposition about the, 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 the truth that Jesus Christ was in the flesh, validated by the spirit, which was one of the witnesses, and then validated by the word, um, by the water, and by the blood. And the Kamsi did an amazing teaching on that. So if you still have any questions, you can reach out and ask, all right? But today we are going to conclude on the actual subject of relationships, marriage, and all of that. And that's apt because we are at that stage where you want to make sure you're making not only the right decisions, but the wisest decision. So there's the right thing to do, and there's the wise thing to do. And sometimes they overlap, um, but many other times... The wise thing to do is what you want to go for. God wants you to prize wisdom. There's a whole chapter in the book of Proverbs that says, love wisdom. Wisdom is knocking at your door. Wisdom is shouting out loud in the streets. All right. So I want us to be prepared to receive God's wisdom today because I'm not going to be sharing with you. We're going to be listening to an amazing couple that has been a part of this family for quite a while. And I love them so dearly. And I just thought, hey, Let's listen to people who are in this thing called marriage. And not only are they in this thing called marriage, they're also very, um, they're part and parcel of this family. They've been a blessing in many ways. Um, and I'm talking about the Ajimobis right now. So I want you guys, as we do every time in BMG, to unmute yourself and just welcome them onto the stage. So just welcome this beautiful couple, if you can. So unmute yourselves right now. Just say hello. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. All right. So I'm going to get out of your face because they are looking so beautiful right now. Let me put them on the spotlight. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mariwello. <laughs> All right. Um, so just a little bit so you guys know what to expect. Um, I'm going to leave the floor right now. I'll lead in a short prayer. And then they're going to just come up and talk and bless us. All right. But I want you to do something. I want you to pay close attention to the things they're going to say. One of the things that happens in these sessions is that you wait till the end, and then it's at the end, you now have all the questions, and time is up. So please, I'm begging. The first part of this session 
there's going to be a lot of teaching, instruction, you know, guidance, and just talking, just a conversation. Um, I know they have a lot planned for us. I don't want to change their plans or anything, but there, there's going to be a session for questions. All right. So we have like two or three questions for them. But while we're asking those questions, we're begging, bring all your questions as well so we can ask them. Um, all right. And uh, if you have any questions, just send them privately to Dara so that she can sort them out and put them in order of priority. All right. So without with all that being said, I'm going to pray and then the floor is going to be for Yajimobis right now. So let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we love your word. We love your truth. And your word is truth. We want to be aligned to your will. We want to listen and be taught the word of God today. Lord, as it relates to our um, singleness, to our dating and to our marriage, we want to see God's will fulfilled in our lives, not our desires, but yours. And so, Lord, I ask that you would speak to us through this amazing couple today. We're ready to learn to be edified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's get ready for the word of God now. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, um, brother. Good to be here, guys. Good evening um, or good morning, wherever you are, um, wherever the time is there. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. And I um, want to say thank you to Pastor Ernest for the invite. Um, I rarely get the opportunity to, to speak with my with my co-D, my partner, right? <laughs> Uh, so it's 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 beautiful. So it's it's usually when I'm speaking, it's usually myself, um, and she's got a lot of wisdom. And um, but she likes to be the background person. Yes, so um, yeah, it's good to be here with her. So thank <laughs> you for for thank the you. platform. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, but yeah, so uh, today we're gonna be sharing on waiting, dating, and yeah. marriage. And um, I think it's always nice to start with icebreakers yeah uh, so uh we're gonna start off with an icebreaker but yeah. i'm gonna pray as well um father i thank you for this opportunity to um to fellowship with your people thank you for um the times that we have been blessed um through this group thank you for this opportunity to also be a blessing father thank you for your work that is revealed in our lives thank you for what you're doing and what you've done in our marriage and through our marriage and we pray that even as we speak that your wisdom is uttered mm -hmm. through our mouths through our words that it's able to address any situations any challenges any sort of any 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 situation that anyone might find themselves in this moment mm -hmm. uh, and we pray that um that grace is spoken through our words that we minister grace to the hearers and we have utterance to be able to declare your truth in a way that will lead people in your will so they can live a life full of purpose that mm -hmm. is giving glory to you in the name of jesus mm -hmm. amen and amen Amen and amen. So I'm going to leave it to my wife, Sarah, to, um, yeah, lead us in a time of uh, icebreaker. Yes. Uh, she's got a few things a, to share. A few questions, yes. So just to be engaging, because um, we love an engaging crowd, um, feel free to put your hands up or maybe type in the comments or put your camera on as well so we can speak together. But I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. And um, the main question is, would you move forward and why? Okay, so the first question is, would you be with a man or a woman who is 
a 10 out of 10. So he or she ticks all the boxes for you. However, they earn significantly less than you. So um, from a woman's perspective, it will be, you know, I don't know what the currency or the average salary is within your country. But for example, let's just say five times yeah. less than you as a woman. Vicky, okay. Vicky says, Vicky I says can. she can. Free says no. Free says so no. I guess from a man's perspective as well, it would be the man's earning an um, X amount and the woman's earning five times more. So um, right, if we can say why okay. as well. Uh, feel free to share. I think Pre said. Pre said, pre said absolutely no. Did. So feel free to share um, okay. why. Okay. Um, so I said I can't because, um, first of all, I don't like to value people based on their income, right? So um, if you tick all the boxes, then the income is the list of my worries right if you tick all the boxes i know that you have the capacity to um, earn more if there's need for it so that yeah the capacity to earn more okay and for someone that said no it will be good to hear from you as well um yeah so i can quickly add um points so i i yeah i said no um mainly just because i feel like if we just look at the roles that the man and the female should be playing the man should play the instrumental role and the woman should play the expressive role and I feel like in terms of the instrumental role the man should be at the head of the house meaning that he should earn more than the woman I feel like if it was the other way around it could lead to inferiority inferiority complex it could lead to the man feeling demasculated because the woman would obviously be earning so much more um than the husband so I think just to avoid those kind of situations and we obviously know that financial situations can basically lead to a lot of issues in marriage I would prefer if my husband earned way well it doesn't have to be way more than me but at least there should be a difference in income and salary for sure okay thanks for that princess um so i don't know if you want to read some of the comments but okay just because of time i'm going to move on to the next question um and the next one is so imagine you're in your late 30s and you meet the man or woman of your dreams however they're a catholic would you move forward and why so i, I can read that again it could be a catholic it could, it could be, be yeah seven day it seven, yeah it could be it could any be, one of those Another denomination. A man of my dreams is not Catholic. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Um, we get to get opposing thoughts. Anyone that thinks they can, be interesting to know. I think it depends for me. Not too sure. Okay. 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 Depends on what. So, and and this is where I've learned that sometimes labels can be misleading. Mm. So, for example, and even in school, I've met people who are they've said that Catholic. But when I've gotten to know like that belief system, it's kind of like pretty much like the orthodox belief of, you know, a Christian, even though they ascribe themselves the label Catholic. So um, I think that has told me that before when I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, they probably believe in like praying to the Virgin Mary, all the stuff, which is not orthodox Christianity, but it's not always the case. So if she tells me she's that, I'll be like, okay, what do you, what are your beliefs about? The Bible are fundamental. So those are the things I would ask that would determine if I'm going to go forward with it or not. So, yeah. So following up the question really to understand their values. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I think Vicky's got a hand up. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I want to. So I'm looking at it um with the perspective of me being a woman now, and if I'm going to um get into a relationship, which of course should lead to marriage, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be the head of the home, right? Yeah. From a man's perspective, I. 
perspective, I think it's, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's easier, right? So if you meet a woman who is Catholic, right, who attends a Catholic church, but then you find out that the fundamental beliefs that you guys have is you guys have same values. You guys can discuss and say, okay, um, which church should we go to? Like you, you can you can bring up that conversation. And I, th- and I think as a man, you have that upper hand, but as a woman, I may not be able to have that hand. Oh. Like ideally, we should discuss and say, okay, this we should go to this church. Like this is why I go to this church. This is why I don't want to go to a Catholic church and all, but the the odds are are lesser for me as a woman so i'd rather not okay so it depends on gender basically um okay and the last one i would say um question wise is so imagine you've been courting for a year or dating for a year um you're about to get married um you're you're engaged and the the wedding date is set yep the wedding date is set your mom or your parents have sent out all your hov your aunties have been you know, waiting for this day. Everyone is excited for this wedding day. And then your partner tells you that they don't want kids. Would you move forward and why? Sarah, sorry, can you repeat that? Your partner says what, sorry? They say that they don't want kids or children anymore. So maybe they said in the beginning that it was fine, yeah, princess, we're going to have babies, but... Um, you're engaged now, you've got your ring, everyone knows you're getting married, and all of a sudden they've changed their mind. Um, and you love them so much. Yeah, so someone says, no, no. Oh, I can't read it. Yeah, quite a few no's here. <laughs> oh, Vicky's got a hand up. Do you want to, feel free to unmute. Devanke says, I don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so just like someone said in the chat, right, it's kind of like your first date question. So it's one of those questions that I would ask like in, during the early stage of the relationship, right? But if for some reason the person comes after plans have been made and everything and, and yeah. it's like, it doesn't want kids anymore. Um, I think I would, I, I wouldn't stop the marriage process because of that. Like mm-hmm. if you had kids, if you wanted to have kids and for some reason you don't want to have kids, I think we should just like work together. Like, why don't you want to have kids? Like what happened and just discuss and see. And plan it off straight away. But if they if they said no, you know, there's maybe there's health issues or maybe I don't know what the so maybe they had be. a traumatic experience uh, yeah. by just looking at maybe their friends' kids and they've never been around kids, so they just went to uh, the family and they can okay. see kids are okay, alive. So, no. so okay, so um, like I said, it's something I would ask early on. So if at that stage, like when I first asked, they said no. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to um Continue. not date them because of that. Like it depends. I want to have kids, right? I want to have children, but it really depends. It's not like a strong deciding factor for me to say no to someone. So you don't mind sacrificing your motherhood dreams for to, to move forward? If as, like, like it really depends. Like, I don't, okay. So, motherhood dreams, right? I feel you can impact people, like, you can give people that motherhood feeling in different ways. I, okay, I'm, I'm like the first child of my, of my family. I'm the first grandchild, both from my mom and my dad's side. So, I've had opportunity, I've had the opportunity of like watching after kids and all that. And I feel I don't have to be their mom, like, I don't have to be their biological mom to give them that care and love and support sometimes 
right? Mm-hmm. So I know it's different, like when you're with when you have your own children. So I'm going to actually look at it. I'll look at my life too, because it's something that I actually sometimes I like to sit down and think that okay, there are things I want to do. There are there are some type of dreams that I have that I know that these dreams I won't be able I won't be able to live out this type of life if I have a family, if I have a husband and children. So I, I think I'm just going to compare everything. Like yeah. I'm going to compare and then just see what works for me. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Definitely. Um, okay, so I'm just going to move on again because of time. We can always come back to these questions a bit after. Um, I think that's all the questions. Yeah, that's right? all the questions, actually. Yeah. So thank you for your thoughts on that. Appreciate it. Um, so we're going to go and dive in. Um, but before we go in, just to give you a bit of background on ourselves. So my name is Olaiton. This is Sarah, my wife, and we've been married for almost four years now um yeah time flies uh, feels like yesterday and the same time feels like forever uh but yeah uh, it's it's been a beautiful journey um challenging in a good way but um yeah it's, it's awesome man and 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 i really thank god i don't take it for granted to to be able to share this platform with, with my wife to to talk about our journey and and hopefully inspire someone hopefully encourages you whether you're in the process of waiting or dating or maybe you're about to be married um um, so we pray that it does um, inspire you. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about each section. So waiting, dating and marriage. Um, and we'll talk about our lessons. Um, so there won't be a lot of Bible bashing today, if that's all right. Um, it's just us sharing. Um, and um, we might share a few scriptures every now and then, but um, it's just mainly our lessons. Um so yeah, so we're going to talk about waiting first. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to say I'm a gentleman, so I'll say ladies first to share about letting lessons. Okay. So um, I guess um, yeah. it's also important just to clarify what we mean as well by waiting. So I'm going to share two. I'll share one first. The last one will go next. But um, when we're speaking about waiting, this is the season where you're not speaking to anyone. Um, how we say it in the UK, I'm not seeing anyone, or you're not. Con- yeah, there's no one in the picture. Basically, you're, you're genuinely waiting like the the streets are cold there's no one there basically um so my first lesson for my season while I was waiting when I didn't meet a light on um and I guess I'll go back to when I was at university for this one but um if I was to encourage my daughter we have a one-year-old um or if I was to encourage my sisters I would definitely say to know yourself very well um to use the time in your waiting season to develop yourself personally um I'm sure you've all been a part of you know relationship talks before so you've probably heard things like um being purposeful in your singleness so this is kind of where this is coming from but also from the um perspective of not only your spiritual growth but holistically um in all areas of your life Mm. really really knowing yourself well and I say this because looking back um I feel like I didn't really know myself as well as I should have when I did meet Olayton. And if I had spent a lot of time, for example, knowing my strengths, knowing my weaknesses, knowing the areas that I need to work on, it would have saved a whole lot of drama, you know, in the dating stages and even early when we did get married. Um, so, yeah, my my biggest lesson or my first lesson that I would share with you all is definitely to know yourself well, you know, know what you like, what you don't like 
you know, even go on dates with yourself, you know, um, really spend the time walking with the Lord as well. Like enjoy intimacy with the Lord, because there's never going to be a time where you're going to enjoy your own company as you do while you're single. And I'm sure it's easier said than done, because a lot of the times when we're single, I remember when I was single as well, I couldn't wait to get married. I was like thinking, you know, the grass has been on the other side, which it is, you know, perspective wise. But um, yeah, the single, the the alone moments are not as much compared to when you're single. So I definitely would say, you know, use the time to not only from a self-serving point of view, but so that you're ready to serve your partner well. Um, not the whole me, myself and I kind of perspective, but so I'm working on myself so that I can be the best partner to, yeah. the, to the person that the Lord blesses me with. That's so that would be my first point. That's good. And also... Um, you were quite young when you got married, right? Oh yeah, that is worth adding. Yeah, yeah, I was I was quite young when I got. I don't know if that was young to be honest. How old was I? Twenty four. Yeah, well, let's talk about when you started dating. So before you, you know, before you got into a relationship, mm. you were what, how old were you? Twenty four. Twenty one. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. I don't know. I was early twenties anyway. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, I was very young when I got married. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, so I'm talking about you know when you you said about investing in yourself and mm. your um, your singleness, enjoying yeah. that after uni, pretty much like a few months oh, after. Oh, I see what you, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just to give you context, I met Elias on like as soon as I graduated from university. So um, I didn't have that much time to enjoy my single season, if that makes sense, because right up from then, it was just focusing on studies or, and I'm the firstborn as well. Um, I think somebody mentioned that. Um, I'm the first out of four. So um, yeah, responsibilities at home, you can imagine is a lot. And um, yeah, I think I didn't have the chance to just go on holiday, you know, by myself or spend money on myself or just do the things that I would love to do by myself or just, you know, spend time with the Lord or just well, go on a retreat. By yourself, I'm like, yeah, all of the things yeah. that I wish I could do now. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. I have to think about so many things before I can say I'm going to go and spend time with the Lord by myself. Yeah. So, um, so right now you can't go on holiday. Yeah, exactly. Where are you going? I would definitely <laughs> say... Um, make sure you know yourself well enjoy your single season well um and I just feel like if you have a question um I think they mentioned before but make sure you write it down as yeah just so that we can flow through um yeah. all the answers quickly awesome. but do you want to go to your first one awesome so my first one is um be clear on what you're looking for in a partner and that sounds cliche but I think it's really important to be as clear as possible um because if you don't two things could happen it could be that you probably come across someone and um, they might be amazing, but because you're not clear on what you're looking for, you probably think there's something else out there and you probably miss it. Or, um, you know, it could also be the other way around where, you know, you might um, actually end up with someone that's not ideal for you, but because you've never actually sat down to clarify what an ideal partner looks like, whether yourself or through consultation of the Holy Spirit, because you've never sat down to have that clarity, you're settling with someone. I can't even use the word settle because when there's no clarity, there's nothing to settle for. So you're just with someone and, um, you know, they're not actually ideal for you because there's no specification. There is no clarity on that front. So I think that's quite important. And that really helped me because I knew what I was looking for in a woman because I saw certain women and I was like, I like that. I like that. And, you know, as I was led by the spirit as well, I knew what I was looking for. So when I met um, a few ladies, I was like, 
Yeah, I'll give you an example. Teachability was a big thing for me. That's just one of the traits, right? So I would meet a lady, you know, she looks great, you know, maybe other things are amazing, but not teachable, bit arrogant. I was a no-no. Okay, so I knew what I was looking for. But when I met Sarah, a lot of amazing things, but specifically teachability was awesome, right? And when I say teachability, it's not because I have a lot of things to teach. It's just the fact that I knew that I can lead a skill, mm. right? And um, so because of that, I knew, yeah. So that, that amongst many other things, of course. Um, so I was clear about that, mm. thankfully. So I didn't go through any confusion in that mm. sense. So it was easy for me to know, yep, she's the one. And um, yeah, so thank God for that. So I'll say be clear on what you're looking for in a partner. Um, and your second one on waiting? Yes, actually, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of uh, um, Abraham when he told his servant to look for a wife for Isaac. And um, yeah, so he was really clear on the criteria. Don't look for one of the Canaanites women. And also the servant, when he was trying to find someone, he had a strategy, you know, whoever gives him, you know, water or serves him. And he was, you know, he had a strategy and he said, God help and lead me in this so that I can choose the right person. So that criteria, that specification is very key. Yeah. Also, so your second. Yes. Yeah, so my second lesson learned during the waiting season is be open to meeting your partner in ways that you did not expect. And this is really personal to me because the way I met Alison, I never would have expected that I would meet him in this way. Um, I'm probably giving my age a little bit, but we met over Facebook, yeah. surprisingly. 21st century. And I could have never would have imagined me meeting my husband on Facebook. And um, this kind of reminds me of how the Lord revealed to Paul, or to Peter rather, um, that the Gentiles ought to be part of, you know, his salvation story, you know, the revealing of the dream. I'm not going to go into it, but um yeah to Peter it was absurd that the that you know the Gentiles were going to be a part of the um salvation story and to me when I met Olayton on Facebook when he literally messaged me I didn't immediately think that this was going to be my husband it was more of like oh my gosh no it can't be kind of thing but just to encourage um you know singles out there the way I would encourage my daughter in the next 20 years just to be creative be open to the ways that you know the Lord will um enable you to meet your partner yeah because you have a lot of ladies just saying no to dms and because yeah. they don't imagine yeah yeah I just imagine meeting my my boyfriend or my partner in a in a wedding party but there's some people there trying to line up in your in a dm yeah, trying to speak to you yeah, and not even DMs, like it could be, I don't want to say like arranged marriages or the, more like introductions, you know, some people are just like against the idea of being introduced by their family member. Um, but maybe this is a word of knowledge for someone or a word of wisdom for someone, you know, just be open basically to the idea of how you can meet your life partner. It's good. Um, my second one is ensure you communicate where you stand in your friendships, especially with the opposite sex. I think that's quite key. Um, it works both ways, but especially for brothers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I was someone that had quite a number of female friends and it was quite innocent. And to a certain degree, some of them, I knew that they were kind of being led on. But for some reason, I had a bit of slight enjoyment in that um, for some weird reason. But um, the idea is it's so important to communicate where you stand. And I know there's there's usually like an argument or there's a debate of whether 
men and women or brothers and sisters can be really friends and that's an interesting one isn't it but for me personally I think you know for you to actually consider a brother or sister a friend uh, I think generally you would have considered whether they'll be a potential partner and answer that question in your mind before they became a friend mm -hmm. so um, I would say be as clear as possible to to women especially if you're spending a lot of time with them you know whether you're in university spending a lot of time with this person or maybe a church sister or brother you spend a lot of time and for ladies they can get quite emotionally attached so you might not have communicated anything but they are reading signals so uh, especially to brothers I would say be as clear as possible and let them know where you stand I, I really see you as a brother or sister or I really see you as this person or I really like you and and especially because we're Christian, so we're not as, you know, of course, you know, we are meant to be intentional with our approach to marriage. We don't just date for dating. So, you know, you might be a bit reserved about how we approach ladies So because we're not ready to lead them on. So you might not say anything, but you're feeling her, right? Mm -hmm. Let her know. Mm -hmm. Let them know. Or, or if you're not, then let them know as well. So don't be leading people alone. I'll say that's a big lesson for, for me. And if I was to speak to a younger brother, I'd say don't, don't lead ladies on. And, and same for, for the, the other way around as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now dating. Yes. So and when we say dating. Yeah, when we say dating, we're speaking about now you're exclusive. Okay. You've met the person that you are going to be um, getting married to. So in other words, courting or maybe engaged. But this is going to be the season where you're preparing for marriage with your partner to be. So my first lesson would be that it's important to be aligned with the same doctrine. And so just to give some context, when I met Alito, like I mentioned, we met after um, I graduated from university and I was in a season where I was looking for a new church the church that I was going to was part of my university and it was just a bit far distance wise to where I lived at home and so um, it was actually amazing the way the Lord orchestrated things because Elison was also looking for a new church and yeah we basically went to the same church you know we were underneath the same teaching we had a group of godly friends we had a really good community that we were surrounded by and I feel like that really helped our relationship because that was the early stages for us as well when we first met so if I was to encourage my daughter if I was to encourage my sisters I would definitely say um you know be, make sure that you're underneath the same teaching even if you know for whatever reason you can't be you know um underneath the same teaching then do well to come together to make sure that your values align I think it goes back to the icebreaker that we mentioned about would you be with a catholic and you know if that is you make sure you're speaking together you know make sure that you have the same beliefs when it comes to children and um eternal salvation and just you know literally different topics um it really helps with fellowship as well you know growing your relationship I think when we were um dating or courting we spent a lot of time you know bible study and again being on, uh, underneath the same doctrine also helped with accountability you know we had the same pastor everyone in the church knew us etc um so i'll definitely say it helps with um, your spiritual growth as well yeah absolutely and just to add to that just linking back to the teachability thing that i said that was really attractive for me when i saw sarah um, for me teachability was key because I was privileged to be part of a ministry and to have been um, sort of taught in a way that 
was not the most common in terms of doctrine and you know and so on and so forth so i knew it would be quite challenging to find to, to find a, a woman or a sister that um yeah that, that had a similar sort of level of revelation if that makes sense um, and i wasn't really keen to uh, my local church i didn't really see anyone that was suitable um and that's there's nothing wrong with that it's, i think it's okay um uh, so i think that teachability thing is quite key because i really wanted i think it's so important that you have this same values or you're under the same teaching and if you don't even have that especially you know uh, from a male perspective if that person if you happen to be the one of you know a greater revelation and so on and so forth if the other person is teachable that's awesome mm. you know that person is humble enough to to understand more that's awesome so they don't necessarily have to to, to have the same level of knowledge and so on and so forth mm. but as long as they're teachable and ultimately humble enough for you guys to go to the same sort of church and be under the same teaching and mm. and grow together i think that's really key because the last thing you want is a marriage of a clash of values mm. so um yeah definitely and then my first point um with regards to dating is be open-minded enough to appreciate that there are areas that you are strong at um and your partner might be weaker and definitely there are areas that your partner is absolutely strong at that you are potentially weak at and i think that's quite important um uh, purely because you know, um, it, as, a, as a man, I, I sort of, and this is quite toxic because, you know, uh, if if you grew up with a, in a typical African home where they teach you to, uh, you know, suppress your emotions, don't talk about weaknesses and things like that, you don't focus on weaknesses. So all you know is strength. All you know is focusing on what you're good at and strength. So it's almost uh, intimidating or, or, or inferior to, to think about, you know, something that you're weak at. So uh, when you meet someone who is strong at certain areas, because you don't naturally focus on your weakness, it becomes a bit overwhelming. Mm. So I think in terms of dating, be open-minded enough to know that there are areas that your partner will be really stronger that you potentially might be weak at. Mm. And also um, there are areas that you are stronger that your partner might not be necessarily stronger. And there's nothing wrong with that right um i i was to give a more practical example right i um was at the point when we got together i was really good at financial management i was really good at personal finances good at saving frugal all that stuff and probably because you know <laughs> didn't really have a lot of money in the family that i i grew up in but um i knew i was good at that i knew that i was i was strong at you know really good at managing and saving and my wife on the other hand at that time she wasn't you know she 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 grew up in a family where you know she got pretty much anything she wanted and that's okay right and so she wasn't the strongest she was more of a spender and she still is mm -hmm. and you know it would be a disservice to her for me to say well that's an issue and you know i'm 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 really good at finance this is going to be that means that our money is going to be going down the drain if you go together if i'm trying to save and you're trying to spend right it will be a wrong mindset to have because i have strengths in that area let's focus on that strength right let's let's work as a unit that's my strength and you have strengths in other areas so i would say like i said be open-minded enough to realize that um you know you have strengths in certain areas that your partner might be weak at it's okay and also be very humble enough to understand that there are definitely areas that you're weak at that she is and and i think it's more of an issue for men when they 
where they don't focus more on their weaknesses because um, you know it's maybe how they they grew up or whatever but um, very important that we realize and really see the beauty in in, in the strengths that you know your partner has and uh, areas that you can develop in and learn from and and you know allow them to shine so that's my Okay, and then my last point for dating, um, so a lesson that I would say to, yeah, you know, everyone, anyone that asks me would be to not allow your partner's current season or situation to prevent you from seeing the bigger picture. Um, so this kind of goes along with the icebreaker question when I asked in the, in the beginning, would you be with a partner that earns significantly less or more than you and I mean Alison didn't earn significantly less than me but when I first met Alison um if I was to um have that perspective of I don't want to be with a man that doesn't earn as much as me I wouldn't be with Alison today I would have missed my blessing um but thank god that I didn't and I followed the leading of the lord um yeah, this, you know, where Lighton is today is not where he was when I first met him. So, for example, he wasn't driving, I was driving, um, and that's that's a turn off for a lot of girls. You know, some girls wouldn't want to be with a man that doesn't drive. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, the biggest lesson is to see beyond the current season. I think, and and it sometimes can only take the work of the Holy Spirit because especially in this day and age where a lot of people like to watch living the now and yeah really what microwave situations um really having the perspective especially if you're led by the spirit of if you have the confirmation of the Lord that this is your husband having the peace and the patience to support your husband in that season no matter what that looks like um so I would definitely encourage especially females where they want Mr. Right. You know, every single box must be ticked from the moment that we meet. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on men as well, to be fair. But um, I would definitely encourage women to, yeah, enjoy the current season because, yeah, it's been four years. And I'm telling you now, it's been a, a complete transformation of the man that I knew when I first met. Um, a lot of four years, actually, been, been more than four years and I am reaping a lot of financial benefits glory to God <laughs> but um yeah no beyond that as well like even if even if things weren't the way it is now I would definitely still encourage people to you know um pursue yeah. um the man beyond the materialistic things but I guess we can speak about that more towards the end but yeah I would definitely say that as my second one awesome one thing I didn't mention earlier was um with regards to the strengths, um, you know, to do with Sarah, because I kind of mentioned, you know, you know my strength, but <laughs> I didn't mention hers. But um, yeah, so something that I sort of was really weak at when we met was um, emotional intelligence. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't even conscious that I wasn't really the greatest at that. Um, I was very uh, direct and abrupt. I, I went through a season where, um, you know, I went through a season of not trying to do people pleasing. So I became really direct and abrupt and not really caring about people's emotions. And when she met me, she said, what are you saying? Why would you say that to someone? And um, yeah, so she's really balanced in that in that point of view. So really stronger emotional intelligence with regards to relationships and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so it's really allowing that to happen and thrive through it. So, um, yeah, so that's something I wanted to add to my previous point. But uh, my second point with regards to dating is be clear on what you believe around sexual immorality. Mm. I think it's so important. Um, 
uh, as Christians, we generally know that sexual immorality is sin, right? We flee from sexual immorality, but there's a difference between what's written down in scripture and what you actually believe. Mm. So I think it's worth asking a question to yourself and to your partner. What do you really believe? I mean, really have an honest conversation with yourself. Mm. What do you really believe? Do you believe that sex and even though the Bible says it, do you really believe that sexual immorality is wrong? Can you actually have sex and it be okay? Or maybe not even that. Maybe not sex, but can you kiss? Can you touch each other? What do you really believe? And I think if you're honest with yourself, you can put the right accountability sort of structure in place. Like nothing wrong with you. Well, it is wrong, but, uh, you know, don't condemn yourself if you do realize you actually have those beliefs maybe you've been watching too much movies and that's the thing about society right the movies we watch affects us and if you know that you found yourself in that situation be aware of that right hold each other accountable and then you can know right so i know definitely that um you know uh, i definitely uh, believe that you can do a bit of kissing a bit of touching so um I, I don't mind that so in order to make sure i live according to god's will let's put some accountability systems mm-hmm. in place let's let's get my friends involved let's get my brothers and sisters involved because you're honest with yourself uh, because that happened because in our case right you know sarah initially didn't want to kiss till marriage right and in my case i was like yeah it's all right to do a bit of kissing you know i, I was okay with that okay uh, and uh, because you know she was she ideally didn't want to kiss but she was also a little bit not too she wasn't strong in terms of the conviction we kind of find ourselves kissing um and um yeah so it's that's one lesson for us uh, it's really being clear on that just being as clear as possible um but yeah, that, that that's that's um, something yeah. to, to and share. And I think I would add, I'm guessing we're going to speak about this a bit more towards the end. But one thing, um, just to speak more about the whole kissing and not kissing part, because I've just come to realise a lot more that a lot of people, when they hear, oh, you don't want to kiss before married, they just think like kissing is not that deep or, you know, it's just kiss. Like, But I think for me personally again if I was to advise my daughter or my sisters I would say you're either ruled by the world or you're ruled by the word of God and if you have the conviction that you do not want to kiss before marriage I think marriage I would definitely encourage you to be accountable because that a lesson that I would you know share just to build up on that um if I was to go back I would definitely practice self-control because I think as well, you know, in that dating season is a beautiful place to practice self-control. Um, but yeah, I don't want to talk too much on that yeah, now, yeah. but I would definitely say, self-control. you know, just to strengthen your conviction and not be so influenced by what every other person is doing. Um, but yeah, self-control yeah. is a beautiful lesson as well Absolutely. while you're dating. Awesome. So we're going to move on to marriage now. Um so do you want to share your first point on marriage and yes. lessons? Um, in regards to marriage, I must say, disclaimer there, marriage is a lifelong journey, as you would imagine. We've only been married for four years, so um, there's a lot of lessons we still need to learn. And some of these lessons that we have at the moment might still evolve. Mm-hmm. But so far, these are the small little things that we've learned on the journey and hopefully inspires you mm-hmm. um, with regards to marriage. Yeah. Yeah, so my first lesson um, for the four beautiful years that we've been married, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a statement rather than a lesson, and it's that the fruit of the spirit will be tested in your marriage. Like it's just a fact. So whether you've experienced the testing or not, the fruit of the spirit 
of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Every single fruit that Paul mentioned is going to be tested in your marriage. And the lesson that the lesson that I've learned from that is to be intentional about enabling um, the fruits to really take shape in your marriage and sort of grow with these fruits. You know, I think what I've come to realize is that marriage is a beautiful place to conform to the image of Christ. Uh, marriage is a beautiful place to walk by the spirit so that you do not gratify the desires of your flesh um yeah marriage is definitely a beautiful lifelong journey where you're constantly dying to yourself you know um I think one of a practical lesson that or yeah one of the practical lessons that the Lord is teaching me at the moment is um patience you know one thing that I've learned is that when you're married, your you and your partner's walk with the Lord is different. You know, the Lord has, we're in a season where we're looking for a new church. And I personally have confirmation from the Lord as to the church that we ought to go to. However, I'm waiting for my husband to receive that confirmation. And I can't be impatient, like, oh, that's all, let's just go to this church. Like, why are we waiting time? I really have to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to him and receive that confirmation for himself as well. Um, so you can see that I've mentioned self-control quite a lot self-control has been a big lesson for me personally but yeah I would definitely say that um yeah be ready for the fruit of the spirit to be tested within you yeah I agree with that I think marriage is a big platform to practice spiritual growth to practice your your Christian um your your Christian values the fruit of the spirit is a great way to practice it um and um yeah i think it's important to have the right perspective as well because you could be going through marriage and um maybe you could not that we've gone through that but you might be having a tough time and um you know you might have the wrong attitude about it um but i think it's important to have the right perspective and say this is actually an opportunity for me to practice um you know the fruit of the spirit and this is actually helping me grow and i think that perspective helps as well um, but yeah, so my first point on marriage is don't underestimate the importance of self-denial. Mm. Self-denial is a big thing in marriage. And I think that, you know, many of us um, start off the journey into marriage thinking, oh, what am I going to enjoy? Oh, what am I going to, uh, you know, my life is going to change in that sense, which is definitely the, the case. But I think sometimes we, you know, sort of underestimate the importance of self-denial. There is a lot of self-denial needed in marriage, um, you know, dying to yourself on a daily basis. Something really practical is, you know, these days, if I go to a restaurant, I'm so used to thinking about my wife and my family that if I order something for myself, I feel bad thinking should I not order for my wife or like that literally that's that's the case because self-denial has sort of become more accustomed to you know the way I think so self-denial is so key um and you know sometimes we we, we only think of marriage we're thinking oh yeah you know we're gonna have loads of sex and we're gonna have loads of this and but there's certain times in marriage that you know, that's not practical you know when she's on a period when she's pregnant when she's given birth there is no sexual activity happening, all right? So self-denial is really key. And if you're not practicing that, or if you're not allowing that to work through you, mm. it's going to be an issue. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, prepare to have self. And I think if, again, it's, it's getting yourself in that right mindset, because if you don't prepare to have that before you get into marriage, it's going to be a big shock. 
you're thinking, what's going on? It's like, oh, I didn't know this was needed, mm-hmm. but self-denial is so key. And I think it's important to get into marriage with that mindset. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you encounter that situation, you're like, yep, I'm ready for this mm-hmm. because this is an opportunity for me to practice self-denial. Because um, that's what we're called to, especially as, as leaders. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and your, your second point? I think just thinking about it now I feel like my second one kind of re-echoes what you just said about self-denial and what I um, said as well about the fruit of the spirit but um, I guess to sum it up would be that marriage takes work Um, and that's a lesson that I'm learned and I'm still going to be learning but nobody ever told me that marriage takes work you know before I got married I never knew how much work I would have to put into being intentional about all areas and even just to be real as well with the whole sex talk like sex takes work as well and it's funny because before you get married it's like the temptation is there to want to have sex and it's like when you are in marriage it's like god just you know <laughs> put you together like have sex, have sex kind of thing. but um yeah just to be really real um yeah you really have to be intentional about putting in the work with your marriage like not even just um, in terms of sex but even having you know weekly or not weekly regular reviews I don't know if you're going to touch on this as well yeah yeah but um just so that the health of your marriage is there you know um yeah I know I'm just really conscious of time as well so no do you want to wrap up yeah yeah of course so my final point um is uh embrace your differences rather than letting them pull you apart now, again, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it's so important. Um, you know, once you get married, uh, in our case anyways, you're going to discover certain differences. And it's really seen the beauty of that. For example, when I mentioned about, you know, saving slash spending, it's really seen the beauty of that. So rather than fighting about it, it's really embracing those differences because sometimes I need to be a bit loose with my money right I need to be a bit you know just spend a little bit you know you're not taking money to heaven so it's it's really just you know having that balance and embracing that Uh, and you know it's I've got to a point where to be be honest right so I I run my own business so uh, and having having your own business is lonely right it's, it's a lonely journey mm-hmm. and and sometimes you don't really have someone to give a perspective compared to maybe if you have a co-founder or anything like that okay um so i disturb sarah with her perspective purely because i love to hear her perspective because we think so different so different uh, and and it's it's just the beauty of embracing the differences because um you know if i was not doing that I would only be finding someone that thinks like me someone that's you know mm-hmm. that thinks about systems and, and structures in, in the way I do but she doesn't she's a bit more spontaneous she's a bit more it's very liberal like the way that she thinks and and that's so needed so I look forward to her perspective to the point where I know her. she's like don't disturb me right <laughs> um, but yes you know that that's what we're talking about I say embrace your differences rather than letting them pull you apart and that's a summary of our lessons that I wanted to share there's a lot more but hopefully you know you might have learned something from that hopefully you got some inspiration um but yeah it's it's good to be here I'm going to hand over to um to you guys um to, to Ernest to, to take it from here man what a session what a session can you guys hear me yes man I I I man <laughs> This is over this is overwhelming for me because I you know I I knew this was going to be really good but it's even just more than good it's very 
very timely. Um, I'm speaking for myself. So I just want to appreciate you guys for um, sharing these words of wisdom. Um, and I want everyone to do the same right now. So if you guys can unmute yourselves and just say thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Olayton. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have a few things thank to ask. Um, but I'm going to hand over to Dara right now. So I, what I want to do right now is I want you guys from what, and I hope you took good notes. All right. And I've helped you guys out in the chat. There's some summary points for, um, you know, based on everything they've said. Um, please, if you have any questions, I'm guessing you've sent them to Dara already. But if you don't and you have them, please do that right now. So I'm going to hand over to Dara right now. She's going to ask you a few questions if you guys don't mind. Um, hopefully, it was one of the questions that you already covered, but let's see how that goes. Um, so over to you, Dara. Thank you, Pastor Ernest. Thank you so much, Sarah and Lighton, for sharing so freely and openly. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. So again, I'll remind you, if you have any questions, please send your questions to me right now. I have not received any questions. I know that people have questions. So if you have any, if you have any, and if you don't want to send your question to me, you can just maybe send them directly to the group so that um, the Ajimobis can see your questions and answer your questions, if you don't want to send them to me. But please take this opportunity to ask your questions. We don't get this opportunity every day. So let's take advantage of what we have right now. Okay, so I have some questions, some, some questions for you, Sarah and Elijah, and I would really love your insights. And again, thank you so much for sharing all of those things that you shared with us. I really appreciate the vulnerability. I think that was the biggest thing for me, like just sharing about like your journey so openly and how like you've grown in the process. And like just, we tend to hear people talk about marriage and relationship and you just see them saying all the perfect things about what they, about their marriage and their relationship. I like, I like that you shared like the things that seem imperfect, people will consider imperfect because I like, think everyone is struggling. Okay, I'm getting some questions. Everyone is struggling. Maybe we are struggling and it's too afraid to like, you know, share or to even ask questions. So just starting this conversation with such level of vulnerability is very important. And I'm really thankful for that. Thank you so much. Okay, so my first question to you is around like topic of God's will. I have heard this so many times with women. So someone has a relationship and they experience like a breakup because it's not working well, right? And then you're so afraid that this person was such a great person, such a great partner for them, but they're not married to this person. So have they missed God's will for their life in that process? Are they going to meet someone else? And are they going to have a good marriage because they're not married to that person? So what would you say to that kind of individual struggling with that? Mm -hmm. Anyone could answer the question. I think um, to sum up my answer, I would say when people say, is there such a thing as the one? Um, I don't agree with that statement. I would say no. So I guess that would answer because for that person to think that they may have missed God's will, that means they must think that there's only one person out there for them. And I would mm -hmm. definitely say, um, yeah there's no such thing as the one so ultimately you haven't missed God's will <laughs> um and you know there are so many people in this world <laughs> that you can meet as well um so I would definitely encourage the person to um 
I guess go through a healing process to obviously let go of that desire or that attachment that they had with that person and because that in itself will take some time um, to really embrace the future that lies away as well because um, yeah the Lord is able to bless you with a, another person for sure um, but yeah I would sum up with that. Yeah no definitely a great point um, uh, just to add to that um, I feel like sometimes people glorify this idea of God's will when it comes to things like marriage and you know they, they say oh yeah you know if you miss this person then that's probably it but um, I think if we start off with the idea that God's will essentially is to know him and to make him known right and marriage helps to fulfill that right mm. uh, and it's not really about oh this person is going to help you fulfill god's will which is to make him known right there's several people that can help you do that and you can really unite and and really really um you know um yeah together in terms of vision and so on and so forth to be to achieve that and um a great illustration that helped me when i was in the waiting or yeah waiting dating process was the idea that when people think about this idea of the one they tend to think about it as like a dot like I need to get that dot, but a better a better way to look at it would be probably like a circle, right? So a circle and really just so it's just really yielding to God's spirit and choosing those people within that circle mm. and to be able to go on that journey on. So you have definitely not missed God's will. It's just really following God's leading about who the next person is, and um, yeah, and God helps. Thank you so much for that. And Sarah mentioned like just making sure that this individual is able to move on from that relationship. Can you share some practical things that a man or a woman could do to move on? Like just some practical things, like how do you move on? I think moving on looks like different things for different people. So um, it depends on, I guess, your state of mind. But for me, I think practically, I would definitely say detaching yourself I would definitely say unfollow them on social media if you're still following them they'll be checking their posts they'll be seeing what they're up to you know morning night and noon um I would definitely say um embracing your calling as well you know in the Lord just what um what Elijah just said in terms of God's will is to make him known so how are you investing your time in making God known you know putting all of your attention and focus onto that um, and that could look like different things for different people so um, you know if it's you know joining fellowships like this and being intentional in your church you know really being active in um, knowing yourself like I said earlier um, so that you could be an effective partner when the Lord does bless you with um, you know your, the right husband or wife so I would definitely say really detaching yourself from the previous person obviously we're human beings you probably would think about them now and again but really going on a, on a journey where you know they're no longer part of your life so um I don't know not going to that restaurant that makes you think about them or your last date was with them and not speaking about them as well you know um don't do anything that's gonna cause you to want to reminisce on what was the past so yeah I don't know if that was practical enough but no, it's good. Um, yeah. No, it's really good. Um, what I would probably add to that would be sometimes when things happen to us, it's usually a matter of perspective as to how we respond to it. Uh, and if we have the right perspective, we could potentially deal with it in a more healthy manner. Mm -hmm. And one perspective that I personally hold, you know, as someone that's 
that tries to be led by the spirit is is either something is really a blessing to me or I can actually learn from it. it's a lesson right so it's if it doesn't feel like a blessing I could ask myself okay God or you know just just maybe speaking to myself and what can I learn from that situation and it could be the reason why that relationship failed is because of something you did so you know it's asking yourself what, what did I do wrong right? I'm not saying start blaming yourself but it's just saying what can I learn from this situation mm-hmm. right um, you know what, what could what, what lessons could I take from here that could you know use moving forward yeah. and 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 really just processing that in a healthy manner and ultimately that would um, hopefully help as well so I think that perspective is really key in terms of moving on and you know as Sarah said you know being surrounded by the right person and also I think like sometimes you know we get in we get easily you know attached unhealthily sometimes when it comes to relationships and it becomes idolatry mm. and just reassessing really ourselves that am I idolizing this person why is it I'm I'm struggling to let go right Mm -hmm. and thank 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 God for the scriptures right we can always check ourselves with the scriptures and say now I'm idolizing this person right and we can always check ourselves in that way and um yeah so that's what I would say thank you very much for that and I really like the part where you talk about idolizing the partner because that's many women struggle with that and it's hard to re- actually identify that when you're going through that. So thank you so much for mentioning that. So um, question from a friend. Um, someone says, what are some red flags that a woman should avoid when dating a man? Red flags that a woman should avoid. He's got different numbers, maybe. Different yeah. forms. <laughs> Joking. Um, red flags. Red flags. Uh, I think when the Bible says, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. I think um, definitely looking out for the good fruits in a man. I think, um, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm starting off with that, but I would definitely, because for me, when Alison, you know, approached me, one of my first questions was, what is your relationship like with the Lord? Um, so definitely asking the right questions and then, looking out for how his answers match up with what he said so I guess a red flag would be in a way that what he's saying is not matching up with what he's doing you know so for me Elison you know said he, he he literally explained to me what his walk with the Lord was like and then I wanted to see if that was true so he would say things like oh he goes on walks he literally said he walks with the Lord like he goes and walks with God so every morning he will go out and he will walk with God in prayer you know that's how he starts his day and I was like okay that's interesting and then I would look out for that so when we were speaking he was literally like oh I just came back from my walk with God so I knew that he wasn't lying you know um so just little things like that just really being discerning you know looking at how they treat their family members as well you know Lighton's got two sisters and I see the way he treats them and when I was dating these are indications of how he's gonna you know potentially be treating me you know if he's upset how does he react you know when he's angry you know red flags would be like oh he doesn't have the ability to control his anger and we all have weaknesses of course but um I think personally for me how a man acts in anger is definitely a red flag you know does he 
box the wall or is he like breaking tables you know these are going to be red flags and what is his money like with what is it what is his relationship like with money as well I think that even though Lighton is very um wise with the way he spends but he's not stingy you know so red flag would be oh are you not able to you know be generous with your money do you not um go out of your way to bless people financially um so these are the things that I would definitely call out and I think lastly a red flag would definitely be their devotion time with God like what is your personal time like with God um and these are the things that you should be looking out for when you're in that dating season as well um because we're all Christians here and I think as women we should desire to want to be with a man that um loves the Lord um because ultimately we're called to submit to him you know and the Bible says that we should submit unto our husbands as they submit unto the Lord so how are they submitting to the um, to God um so red flags would be if they're not submitting unto God you know is the lord really the lord of their lives um so personally for me those will be some red flags thank you so much Tara. i think that a good summary of all of all things she said is just look out for the fruit of the spirit in this person yeah, basically yeah look out for the fruit of the spirit next question is so this person's been married for five years and they have like children beautiful marriage and they're asking you how do you guys so sorry, Nora. so sorry it's okay if i add to that as well that's i just feel like i need to because i'm a man so i feel like you know <laughs> i should probably say something for for look out for men as well um and i feel like you know some some men might just come come, come for me after i say this <laughs> but i i would just say very quickly um uh you know she said everything amazing but um i will say watch out for what he says and what he sees as well. Watch, watch out for his words and his eyes, um, purely because you know Jesus said about um, you know it's not what a man eats that goes into him that defiles what he says that does. So just watch the little things he says. You know like how he reacts in terms of words and mm. you know the words really indicate how you think and and so on and so forth and and what your mindset is around things, what you believe about God and so on and so forth. Mm. So really important to pay attention to what he says because there's only so much you can really notice but watch his words mm. um, and also watch his eyes there's something about men right if a man is really lustful right sorry guys but if a man's really lustful he's got a way of just checking out ladies and just mm. looking at them and mm. looking, watch his eyes and just really see the way he's looking when a woman's going past and he might do it really stylishly but just watch him in terms of how he looks you because if you deal with a guy that's constantly looking you're dealing with a lustful man right mm. so very important to watch out for that because they yeah. might have potential trouble there so yeah just wanted to add that thank you so much for adding that that's very important thank you so much okay so back to my question so again this person is married they have children and the question is how do you manage parenting your child and balancing your life as a married couple Oh, that is a good question. Wow. And I say that because um, we're at the height of that uh, at the moment with our daughter. Um, but I think I was telling a friend this actually yesterday, and it's ultimately the idea of having a village. I personally think it takes a village to raise a child. Like even right now, the reason why we're able to be together on this call is because we have our family downstairs looking after our daughter. Um, if not, she would be here amongst us, you know? Um, and because my husband, he's so intentional about development and, you know, 
that's rubbed off on me as well we're really intentional about you know going on dates you know having reviews that we're really intentional about ensuring that we're serving each other well even during the busyness of how sorry even during how busy the weeks can be you know but I work full-time even though I have a young daughter um so during the week it can be really really hectic but on the weekends that's time for us to really like Saturdays for example that's family time you know um even if Elijah's got business um things that he needs to attend to I believe that he always makes a priority to have time together. Um, but then having like my mum, for example, takes my daughter once a month for the weekend, you know, and that's time for us to be like we were single again, you know. Um, as soon as we drop her off, it's like, yes, yeah, so we're boyfriend and girlfriend again kind of thing. But really having people, if not for family, then maybe hiring, you know, childcare so that you can really invest in your time as a couple. I think it's so important because when children come into the picture, sometimes it's like you forget who you were before you were parents. Um, I hope that makes sense. But really investing in family or childcare playing their part in raising or taking care of your children so that you can have alone time as much mm -hmm. as possible or whatever that looks like weekly fortnightly or monthly what she said <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that sir so prioritizing your relationship with your partner the second question is how do you manage how do you is how do you blend in laws like I, I, I would assume that he's trying to say how do you relate with your in-laws, especially parents? Mm, that's a good question. Sometimes you just got to hold your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something I'll give you. How do you relate with your in-laws? I, I think, think it was more natural for Sarah than for me because uh, I sometimes... I'm okay with conflicts, right? I'm okay. I think like, I think sometimes conflicts helps people learn about each other. Um, but when it comes to in-laws, you've got to be quite careful because mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a tricky ground. So it's where a lot of emotional intelligence is needed. Um, you've got to pick your battles. And um, yeah, I think Sarah is probably in a better place to talk about. Yeah, I think <laughs> well, thankfully, yeah. so sorry. Uh, thankfully, I don't need to worry about that because her parents are amazing. Oh. So yeah, so I can't talk too much on that. Okay. Um, I think for me, just to help the person, because they're obviously asking this question for a reason, and I definitely would um, say being on the same page with your partner. So if you have like difficult in-laws, um, if your partner could help in the situation, I definitely would definitely start with their first, you know, helping or getting your partner to um, intervene if possible. And then if not, I feel like silence is just the best answer, just like Elayton said. I think just being the, the Christian wife or husband that you can be, I don't know if this is a woman that asks, I'm going to assume that it's a woman, but um, yeah, being a peaceful, I think being a peaceful woman helps in situations where you're not adding your two pence if they ask for your advice or ask for your thoughts and things. Um, I feel like this person should message me privately. I don't know. <laughs> but I think this is, is, I don't know. I feel like my answer is even like ministering to me, to be honest. I think I needed this question to be there. But I think um, 
just ensuring that you're pursuing peace with all men you know that's ultimately what we're called to do um so yeah whatever the situation looks like um trying to find the avenues to pursue peace with all men whether that's through your partner or through maybe a sister-in-law or another mediator um yeah the goal is always to pursue peace with all men and i think that's really key because sometimes you might want to say something but it's not wise for you to say it. yes you exactly. get your partner to say it yeah. because they have a the it's their parents yeah, right exactly. so get your partner to talk to yeah. them and express your anger at your partner yeah basically basically yeah <laughs> yeah and they said pursuing peace with everybody with all men right so that's yeah. with your in-laws with your friends with your yeah. partner whatever that looks like for you um, also to the person who asked this, this question you can reach out to them privately if you need more insight thank you i think I, we have one more question and that's it for today this is about okay so someone says how do you deal with a stubborn child? So you've raised this child right in every way, but this child is just particularly stubborn. How do you deal with that child? I think it depends on it depends on how old they are. And I really can't answer this too much because my daughter's only 15 months. Um, but I just think because my daughter, she has a very big um character, I would say personally, and she's at the point where she is walking everywhere, running everywhere. Um, I wouldn't say she's stubborn, but one thing that I do personally is I pray in the spirit internally externally a lot I think that helps a lot just in terms of maintaining your calm because one thing you understand as a parent is that your energy rubs off on your children right and I think as we desire to be godly parents raising godly children world changers one day um, it's really important to maintain a stance of calm and peace no matter the situation so that's where I would definitely start with and then I'll definitely say um I'll just read that comment but do you want to jump in just in terms of um yeah you know I, I would say you know perspective is very key because what makes you think they are stubborn because even the labeling of stubborn mm. might even be wrong like are they being stubborn or are they being persistent are they being inquisitive yeah. are they trying to explore and I think sometimes we're so boxed in in our perspective, we're thinking you're stubborn because I told you not to go to this place and you're going there. But they're just trying to explore. And I think if we understand and come to the level of children, you know, I have a lot of, you know, growing to do. But um, but I think from the little I know, it's just if you come to the level of children, understand what it's like to be a child, right? What are they going through mentally? Are they trying to explore? That would help with empathy. And I think a big thing from, from the little I've learned, I understand, empathy is a big piece of parenting. And that's seen yeah, from their perspective, definitely, right? Definitely. You know, and when you do that, you might understand they might not be actually stubborn as mm, you think. Yeah. So but even, yeah, just to add to that, I just want to re-emphasize the power of praying in the spirit because I get very frustrated sometimes with my daughter because she loves to hold on to me in times where I don't want her to hold on to me for example you know she'll love it. <laughs> so um even in terms of like yeah I don't want to go into too much detail but I definitely think praying in the spirit has helped me so much in terms of being calm and even singing in the spirit anything to do with it like whether you have to play music or just to switch your mind 
with being angry or frustrated with the child and um like Olayton said being empathetic um but yeah I think it's really reprogramming your mind as well in that moment and that's why I definitely said praying in the spirit really really helps and I believe we're speaking to the Christians here so uh, hopefully that blesses you but don't underestimate the power of praying in the spirit the amazing thing about praying in the spirit is you might receive inspiration that could shift your perspective because you know definitely while you're praying in the spirit, you're working on yourself, yes, right? Yeah. You can't do much to the to the, the to child, the, to child yeah. but you're working on yourself, praying in the spirit. And the Lord and give God you will insight. minister to you. Yeah, right? you yeah. So yeah. I hope that helps. Thank you so much. I like the piece about empathy. I think empathy is very important in like as you mentioned, dealing with your children, but also like dealing with your partner, so your boyfriend, your wife, dealing with yeah. Thank you for bringing that. And this is our last question for today, guys. Please don't send me that question. If you have any questions, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your questions. Um, this is the last question. This question is for Sarah. Bethany says, how do you handle um, a situation where other ladies are coming too close to your husband? How do you deal with that? I'll come too close to them as well. <laughs> <We're all friends. laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I don't think that's ever happened before, but... Um, I mean, uh, my, my husband's got a really good female friend and I have a number, you know, so we're, we're all friends. <laughs> but I think, I, I don't know, I think, I think it's also important for your husband to put boundaries up as well. Um, I definitely think he should respect you as your, uh, you know, as his wife to not allow her to get too close anyway. So um, I don't think it should be anything that, yeah would should cause you a concern and if it did definitely discussing with your husband but I think boundaries is important and then just being wise in terms of how you can discern if this is a good female friend or not and then yeah investing in your relationship together um hopefully she has a friend your female a male friend as well then you four can you know do life together but I think it's really important that um you apply wisdom but definitely for your partner to also be involved in that too, because you should both be on the same page, I think. Cool. Yeah, awesome. And I think for that female friend that we kind of organised for you to um, have a conversation with her, right? I think you had yeah. like a little date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, like I will be close to that person as well. We'll all be close. That's Yeah, that's why I mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing the Ajima movies. Thank you. I think that's the everything for me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. All right. We're already out of time. I just wanted to appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. You're so much of a part of a family um, here in Bible Marathon Group. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I have a personal request. I'll ask offline. Um, but let me let me just say this for everyone who has tuned in, and then I'll let you guys all go. What you're seeing here is um, work. That's what you're seeing. <laughs> so on, on the surface, a lot of us just love the idea of love, marriage, dating, relationships. But just like Sarah said, marriage takes work. And you have to be intentional. So I just want to challenge you, leave you with this. Start learning about it. Start figuring, as for the men, if there's anything you're struggling with, it is now in your singleness to deal with those things. Um, in your, you know, if you're planning to get married and you're thinking about everything that marriage has to offer, it's a beautiful thing. But make sure that you're studying as much 
as you would any other investment or any other in, in enterprise in your life when it comes to marriage you want to put in that same effort all right don't think it's something you would just figure out um by just going about it give some intentionality to it all right thank you so much guys i'm just gonna pray and then you know we'll if some people want to chill and just hang around you can but we'll be we'll be done here in a few seconds father in the name of the lord jesus we thank you thank you for words of wisdom and lord i just want to pray for this family yajimobis i pray lord god that you are going to um continue the work you have started in them thank you for their beautiful daughter i pray lord that they are preserved they are kept safe in this perverse and crooked generation that their lights will shine even more and more that their their marriage will keep reflecting the beauty of christ's relationship with the church that they will continue to be a light shining on a hill that people can look to and say yes i want that that's what i want let that be their testimony in the name of jesus and then for everyone who is on this call that has been frustrated you know going through one thing or the other they need help lord i pray in the name of the lord jesus that they will see you in their lives they will see you working as you have promised causing them to not fret to not be anxious to make them see that you have better plans for them and so lord this group will be known for very strong relationships healthy relationships healthy marriages and all the glory will go to you we give you praise and glory in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen, amen. wow amen. all right thank you guys for tuning in today don't forget we're meeting we're starting a new month next week and next month is on the subject of discernment don't miss any session all right god wants to teach us a whole lot about discerning the times i love you guys so much and thank you again except you have a few things to say because i'm seeing you're unmuted oh no no, no the same thank, thank you very much oh, okay okay awesome awesome thank you again Hey there, so we've come to the end of this teaching session and we hope it was for you a teaching and an enlightening moment. We have so many other topics on our podcast that range from spiritual gifts to charisma to interpreting the Bible world and so many others. If you'd like to listen to any one of them, just look through our podcast catalog and find the topic that you'd love to learn. If you'd like to join us Sunday live on MixLR or on Zoom, all you need to do is go to our website, which is bit.ly forward slash bmg live four that's the number four or you can look in the description and you will find the link to the website there we hope you have a blessed week and continue to grow and progress with joy in your faith